Hi, and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blingerman, and this is episode 53, one year anniversary of the podcast. I'm so excited to be here a year later, 52 episodes already launched, and this is episode 53, the first episode of the second year of my podcast. So welcome. Thank you for being here. And my goal today, as it is with every episode, is to find ADHD-friendly ways to create more ease in my life and share them with you in the hopes that it does the same in yours. Today, I am capturing what it took to do an episode a week for 52 weeks in a row without missing a single week. Every Friday, I publish a, a podcast that in hindsight is kind of crazy. So I'm capturing it for me, but I'm also sharing it here in case there's something in the process that I found worked and what I learned that can help you. So a quick overview, I'm going to share how I did it, what I learned, I'm going to capture some celebrations, and I'm going to share what's next. So some year two um, changes that are coming. All right, so let's dive in. Let's start with how I did it. I'm going to start with a quote. This is from James Clear, who um, wrote Atomic Habits, fabulous book, great resource, has an amazing newsletter he sends out. It's one of the very, 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 very few newsletters I read every stinking time it comes out because it always has something valuable in it. And it's one of the things I strive to do with my own newsletter is to make it relevant and valuable and something that pulls you into reading it instead of feeling like an expectation, like, oh, there's that thing again from her. So I, I really aspire to create more content that's worthy of your attention um, all the time. So to his quote, he says, longevity is its own form of greatness. That arrived today. Well, actually it didn't arrive today, but I read it today from his latest newsletter because I don't get rid of them. I leave them in my inbox until I have a chance to sit down and really read it because I always know I'm going to get something in there. So I've got to be in a position where I can read it and capture it. And that was it. Longevity is its own form of greatness. And I couldn't agree more. That's how it feels. It feels great to be here a year after I started celebrating that I did a year. And I'm going to just now go into how I did it, literally. So I started super small. I call it stupid small, so small that it felt like it wasn't going to be hard to reach my target. So I committed to only doing five episodes. So if you tuned in way back in October of 21, when I started my very first podcast, I share how I decided I'm only going to do five podcasts because I'd been meaning to do a podcast for years. And I always got overwhelmed with the expectation that I was putting on myself that I need to be able to do this consistently. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do five and then I'll reevaluate and I'll see if I want to keep doing it. And that's how I got started. And it worked because I did enjoy it. Um, and I started from the very beginning, from the very first podcast, I decided I would do both audio and video formats because I knew if I started with audio only, which would be easier, it would be really hard for me to add video later. And so intuitively I just knew myself and I knew if you want to offer, offer video, which in my mind I had to, cause it's ADHD friendly. I, I have to begin as I plan to go on. And that went, that meant I had to start with video. So I did that. Um, if you look at my earlier podcasts up until a couple of months ago, I recorded them all at my desk. It was just the easiest, simplest way to begin. And I used to create slides for each episode and 
I would have them pulled up on my screen so I could read them while I was recording. And I got feedback from a, a couple of really, really good friend and um, a family member who uh, I won't reveal who it was, but um, they told me I was not looking at the camera enough. And I really, um, I appreciated the feedback, but I got really overwhelmed because I didn't know how to look at the camera more and remember what I wanted to say. Because again, I, I shared before, my working memory isn't the strongest executive function skill that I have, and it needs some scaffolding around it to support it. And having notes written down is something I do to support myself. And so without the notes, I was like, I don't know how to do that. I have to look down and read. And I just allowed myself to continue doing what I knew I needed to do to support myself. But eventually I figured, you know what, if I make it where I'm just kind of sitting in my podcast corner, which is what I decided to call it because it is literally in a corner of my office and it just feels more cozy, um, channel a little, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood, you know, kind of like that feel of like, come on in and sit down and, and, you know, let's, let's share resources and tips to make our lives a little more ADHD friendly. And it, it just kind of naturally started evolving where, I wasn't using slides anymore because I wasn't sitting at my desk in front of my computer. I'm just um, sitting in my podcast corner with my video on. Um, and so I still look down, I still look at my notes, but I try to make it less obvious so that I am really connecting. I don't want to be looking, you know, everywhere else. And, and I know how distracting that is when I'm watching something. So um, thank you for the feedback. And I always do try to incorporate it if I can. Um, and so now I, instead of um, kind of like, you know, script almost, if you will, I just do bullet points. I just kind of highlight what I'm going to talk about and I keep an overall structure on a pocket chart, which I'm going to show you here where it just kind of outlines, this is the order I'm going to talk about things. And so if I'm not quite sure where I am, I can just look up and see what's coming up. But then I also have, you know, notes that you've seen me look down and I have notes and it just works for me to be able to make sure I don't forget what I, where I was or what I wanted to share. And so I have like a little like note, like share pocket chart with a flag. The flag brings my attention to it. So I don't overlook it and jump past it. Um, the next thing I did that really worked was I outsourced the edit, outsourced the editing. I went to Fiverr, fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. They were affordable. They were easy for me to use. I found the process pretty straightforward. Um, and so that was where I started. And it allowed me to get out of expecting myself to learn how to edit it, which is where I started. And I really quickly got overwhelmed and realized I can't learn everything about podcasting before I start podcasting. So I'm just going to do the parts I can do and I'm going to outsource the parts I couldn't. So outsourcing was key. And then I found the theme music that I still love to this day. Every time I hear it, it still makes me happy. And that was really what I was going for was something upbeat and happy. And I made my own logo. So you see it behind me, my, my happy, again, I wanted something happy and positive that, that connected energetically the way I wanted to feel when I saw it. And it does. And then I recorded all of my episodes in one take. I've done every, I think there was one episode that I needed two things. Um, put together at some point, but I would say 51 of the 52 episodes were recorded in one take. Um, and that was really because I didn't know how to do that editing myself. And it was more expensive to edit several clips together. There is literally a squirrel outside my window. <laughs> squirrel. Um, 
So I still do it in that format. And I outline the, the talking points. I add the topics to my cards on my chart, my card chart. And then um, I just have my intro and outro ready and I, I hit record. Um, so that's really how I started and, and in large part, how I still continue. What I learned in the process over the course of the year was I like doing it. So I gave myself permission to do only five and notice if I was going to like it. My intuition was that I was going to like it, but I was really pleased to discover I did when I actually started doing it. So um, I just love finding things and having a platform to bring and share it. Um, I don't have, you know, a ton, a big audience that I'm reaching, but I have been able to really um, even support my own clients when I can reference and um, somebody asked me about my planning process. I'm like, oh, I have a podcast on that. And I just direct them to the podcast episode where they can watch it at their leisure. And, and so it is serving me in the ways that I had hoped already. So that's already for me a big win. This structure I learned um, really helped me. I've always been someone that does well with structure and it didn't fail me here. So um, deciding that I would release the episodes every Friday really created that urgency. Um, and because I committed to doing that for the first five episodes, it automatically created a process for me that allowed me to do that so that I could get it out every Friday. And because I was outsourcing my editing, I realized I needed to, you know, at least have it done five days before then. So by Monday, I had to be able to send the episode to my podcast editor to have it back by Wednesday or Thursday at the latest so I could get the schedule to go out on Friday morning. And so that structure really worked and it's what I've leaned into. This is an example of black and white thinking gone right, where I knew if I skipped one week or if I fell behind, that would be a really slippery slope for me. And it would be much easier for me to find excuses to, ah, oh, you know, I've already missed an episode. So nobody's going to notice or nobody's really watching. So I don't need to do that. And I use the consistency and not wanting to break the streak that I had going to pull me into continuing to hold that structure. And that really worked. I also learned that um, using a spreadsheet to plan my topics was another place spreadsheets works for me. It really helped me stretch my time horizon, especially when I started planning for holiday episodes because I needed to like literally see, oh, wait a minute. That's like the week of Thanksgiving. I don't want that to come out that topic, I'm going to make it this topic because it, then it'll be relevant if it comes out the day after Thanksgiving. So seeing that really helped and I couldn't see it unless I was literally able to capture the different topics and see what was coming up And my spreadsheet helped me to do that. And the topics that so you can see, like I turned my topic screen, this is just my spreadsheet with all of the topics and then I have future topics. So future topics are, if they're already recorded, they're in orange. And if it's coming up, it's in yellow. And so I have them planned through episode 64, which is not coming out until January 1st of 2023. I already have all of those weeks planned, not recorded, but planned. And then I have another 50 episode ideas after that, that don't have a specific um, date or, you know, exactly, even though, you know, a month or anything tied to it, just generally, these are topics that I find interesting that I'd like to um, create a, a little structure around to share a strategy, a tool, an idea. And I don't, I, when I first started, I thought, well, I don't know if I will run out of ideas to do something every single week. If anything, I'm trying to figure out 
do I need to do a supplement, another podcast? Because there's so many things that I want to share that I think would be really helpful, but limiting myself to one a week, it, it isn't even like enough for my, my very active brain. So spreadsheets help me to capture all of those ideas and hold on to them so that I'm not trying to figure out, um, what might I record or what was that idea I had? I just keep putting them in there. And the other great thing is I have done enough episodes now that I'll sometimes forget. Did I already do that topic? Didn't I already talk about that? So I can search my topic list and see if it is something I, I just thought about, but it's still planned later on. If I already did podcast, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but I do forget sometimes if I've done that topic already, because sometimes I talk about them so much with clients and in my group sessions that I forget if I actually recorded it for a podcast episode. So having that spreadsheet is really helpful. Um, and then I also, because the spreadsheet, it, it's just a list, right? So it's, it's a list of my topics and the dates and the, um, the order that I'm thinking it's linear. I can't really see it in terms of how that flows in the space of time. And so I just want to share, I use a lot of my clients. This is what I call a, a semester calendar dry erase. And I use post-its to literally move around. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I want to move that and do that here. I can literally just switch them very easily and see how it feels. And this is what I use to help me see, because this goes all the way through January. And you can see, I have all the way through my January topic plan, but I can easily move them if I need to. And I can see and experience what's that, what that's like with this semester calendar. And that hangs up in my ISM um, project room, my insight in mind room. So I can see it. All of my tools in there are designed to be literally in my line of sight. So I don't forget. And that's a big um, podcast planning tool that I use to support my brain to see what's coming up. And then another thing I learned over the course of the year was I need to build up a bank of episodes. So I'm not scrambling and always feeling pressured to record each week. Um, this became really important when I went on my cruise last month, I needed to have three because I knew I would be gone two Fridays and I didn't want to come back and have the pressure when I came back to create an episode and get it edited and scheduled for that upcoming Friday. Cause I wasn't coming back in my office till Monday. So I wanted to create some ease there. And I did that. I built up, I built up actually five episodes before I went on vacation. I only have one now that's coming out on Friday. So that's bring me back in. Now we're in the, the anniversary episode I'm recording now. So trying to build back up a bank. I just noted it gives me a lot more space to be creative and to think about things when I'm not under pressure to get an episode out this week. Cause I haven't recorded it yet. <clears throat> and the next thing I learned was um, if I could edit the podcast in-house within my positive focus um, support team, positive focus is my business, um, it would allow me to be more flexible and it would even be more budget friendly because I'm, you know, I pay for the software and then I have my, um, my support team help me and that's what I'm doing. So now I don't need as much lead time to send it out for editing. I can communicate what I need directly instead of through email to someone who might be in a different time zone and all of those challenges. So um, that's something I, I started months, probably about halfway through um, the year, and it really has worked out nicely. It's still a work in progress, um, but it is moving where I want it to go. So I'm very excited about that. All right, now on to capturing successes.
So I wanted to share a couple of things I've done that I'm going to be adding to my Expecto Patronum journal, which is my success journal, my visual success journal to celebrate the successes I had this year. So the first is, I have a picture that I printed. I kind of captured three successes on one page. So I have a picture of me in my podcast corner that I created. And even my podcast corner, it's still a work in progress. I don't love this chair. I keep meaning to get a slip cover for it, but I just haven't had time to sit down and actually look and find a slip cover that would go over this chair. I just don't love the pattern on it. Um, I captured my logo, which makes me very happy. Um, and I captured um, number of subscribers that I'm up to. So that leads me to my newest tool. So the last time I recorded a podcast, I had 59 subscribers. I got this sparkly tool to capture um, and to, to keep up with where I am with subscribers. I'm just now realizing it's the first time I use it. I'm going to have to keep it angled because it's really glaring with the, the lights that I have. And so I am now happy to say that I am up to, this is a big jump for me considering I was at 59 before I am now at 63. And it, when I bought this, I got it on Amazon. Uh, there was one that went just to the thousands and that was what I was going to buy. But then I thought, cause I'm only, my goal is to get to a hundred, but then I thought, Patty, don't limit yourself. Go up to the millions, girl. You can do this. You got it. So like room for growth. I always kind of would, I remember in my first car, I was irritated. It did roll over to a million. I don't even know if my car now does, but I thought, oh, how limiting. Don't you think I can drive this till it hits a million miles? So I want to keep it into the millions for um, people that subscribe to my podcast. You never know. You got to create the structure that will support it. So that's what I did. So that's my new uh, tracking tool that I'll be sharing updates when I have a celebration around subscribers. The next celebration is that I did 52 weeks in a row. So I captured, I minimized my spreadsheet where it shows episodes one through episodes 52 and they're itty bitty tiny, but I can read it. And it on one page shares, I they all, they're all green. I did every one of them in a row and that's very sparkly to me. And then I also share how I use the spreadsheet to plan. So this is, planning for year two and beyond. I have over 75 topic ideas already for future podcasts. And as I said, I have up to 60 podcasts, number 64, which will come out in January, already planned. And then I have more than 50 topics after that. So um, that's a celebration that is allowing me to keep looking for things that would be good topics and adding them to my list because I know I'm not going to forget. And it just keeps the the interest going because there's no end. It's it's what I love about my job so much. There's never a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, no more place. Except when it comes to ADHD awareness month. Visit uh episode 52 for more on that. And then the last thing that I'm celebrating is my ADHD friendly things list. I really wanted to do this last year. This was episode nine, if you didn't catch it, where I talked about my favorite ADHD friendly things. So they were some of them were products. Some of them were um, books and I did a whole list. I shared the links to all of them. Most of them are now available on my website, adhdfriendly.com in my shop, where you can go directly and, and uh, see what I have on there that are my favorite things. Everything in there is something I personally 
have purchased and used that I love. I find it to be ADHD friendly. Um, and I really wanted to do that. And it felt really ambitious to do it for episode nine. But I'm so glad I did because now this year I get to do my second annual ADHD friendly things episode. And I get to share the favorite things from 2023. So I've been keeping a list all year and I'm already starting to um, put things out there that I found to be ADHD friendly this year. So I'm very excited to build on what I started last year with episode nine. And that's coming up in just a few weeks. So keep a watch out for it because I want to get it out there in time for the holiday season. All right. And finally, I am sharing what's next. So this is what's coming this year. Some of it I already have in the works. Some of it I'm kind of hoping. So I'm just sharing you with you what some of the changes um, might be. Um, so I'm, I'm doing some of these and some of them I may not. We'll see. But the first thing is, like I just shared, I'm going to do the second annual ADHD Friendly Things podcast. That will happen. The next is I am changing the way I title the podcast. So I'm not going to be calling them the one with or the one who, where, or, you know, whatever the, the phrase would be. It makes the episodes hard to find, which was a real learning process for me this year because my podcast is really hard to find. So trying to change that so it's more ADHD friendly in the sense that people can find it when they're looking for it, because I know right now that's not the case. Um, so those are two things that are absolutely happening. The next is better editing um, and improved graphics. By that, I mean, you know, just being able to share with you things if I don't have it live to be able to put it into the video. If you're watching on my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, it'll be included in the video. Um, so it's clear and you don't have to work to see it or figure out what I'm talking about. And then I might even be able to record in segments um, or record and just have things edited out. So like if I cough or sometimes I swear because I'll drop things and I'm like, because I told you I record all at once. So if I have to start all over, I'm just like, oh, it's so frustrating. But my um, my podcast editor is working on learning how to do those those slightly more advanced edits so that I can just record and we can edit out and post. So that's going to come this year. I'm confident it will. Um, and then I'm also playing with more with the structure of the episodes. I love structure. I love when I listen to a podcast, if I know where they are and what comes next, I have really struggled to figure out what the process for me is going to be like. That's part of why I, I've just allowed myself to be really okay with, with having a low number of subscribers because it's just given me the freedom to be very comfortable to experiment and try things and just to put content out that I hope is, is helpful and valuable, but not getting too in my head about, Oh, it could be so much better. And just allowing myself to learn everything I can. But this year I really do want to intentionally put more structure in place. So, um, you're going to see that a little bit today where I overview the episode a little bit more intentionally at the beginning. Um, I'm going to then start with celebrations going forward. I really want to, just like I do on my coaching practices and my groups, always start with something to celebrate. It's just a positive um, priority. And I want to model that too. Um, and then I'll have either an ADHD friendly tipper tool and my topic. I'm not sure those I have kind of flipped, like I might do the topic first and then a tool that goes with it. Or if I don't have a tool, I might start with a tool first, but those two things. And then if I have an update for what I'm tracking that year, my 22 and 2022 lists, next year will be 23 and 2023. I'll share that. 
as well as if there's an update for the old flip chart for subscribers, um, I'll share that. And then I'll wrap up highlighting what's what I shared and what's coming up in the next episode. That's going to require some discipline because that means when I record it, I really am not going to be able to change episodes around. And, and that's something I've done a lot over the past year is decided, oh, I didn't get a chance to record this one. It makes sense to have this one earlier. And I just move them around. Well, if I tell you what's coming, that's going to create urgency for me to make sure that's the next episode. So I'll be doing that more. Um, and then again, for every 10th episode, which I just started in episode 50, it's going to have a focus on personal owner's manual. So either something specific in how to connect you to starting your personal owner's manual, it might have a palm tool in it, or um, an example of what you might do with your palm to help make it a more powerful tool to support your brain. And then maybe, so this is a might in the course of the next year, I might try an interview or two. Um, just to be able to get a little bit more ADHD-friendly tips and perspectives from people. Um, I might interview an author or somebody that's an expert on ADHD or somebody that has ADHD that's an expert in something else. Um, there's a lot of sparkly directions I can go with this. It's um, something I've been thinking about. I've almost done it a couple of times with um, a couple of different people in my family that I wanted to interview for a couple of different topics and it just didn't, it hasn't worked out yet. So I might start easy with my family and then build out to um, some experts and some other um, resources that I want to be able to bring to you so that you are able to take advantage of the information and support yourself with it. So that's it for this wrap up around the one year anniversary of the ADHD friendly podcast. I have 63 um, subscribers today as I'm recording this. And that's more than the number of episodes I've recorded. So that's a win um, all the way across the board in my book. Thank you to each and every subscriber. I so appreciate you um, tuning in, checking it out and subscribing. If you haven't yet, I invite you to subscribe if you are so inclined and maybe to share this episode with somebody if you think it might be helpful for somebody else. That's it for this time. I'll see you next week. Tally how.